This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The dicamba saga took another twist overnight. The plaintiffs in a Ninth Circuit case asked the court to step in and stop EPA's action announced earlier this week to allow for the use of dicamba already on hand through the end of July. They say the court intended to stop over-the-top application of the herbicide, which EPA's guidance would allow to continue. In statements, an EPA spokesperson said the agency's action protects the livelihood of the nation's farmers and the global food supply, and is consistent with the agency's authority and with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals' June 3, 2020 mandate. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says the court should not allow plaintiffs' hostility against the American farmer to cloud the fact that the EPA's actions follow both legal precedent and common sense. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. A congressional Republican from the state where many of the strongest dicamba concerns originated says it might be time to address the issue on Capitol Hill. Rick Crawford has been representing Arkansas in the House since 2011. He says the cost of the U.S. regulatory process has a role to play in the current dicamba litigation. Because it's so expensive to introduce new technology, I think they didn't anticipate that, that this was a potential fallout that would accompany bringing in an old product like Dicamba and sort of repackaging that, it was actually easier and, and more cost-effective to introduce and engineer a new bean, a new uh, cottonseed, than it was to come up with new technology to address evolving tolerance issues. He says all legislative options should be on the table. It's a combination. Yeah, I think you can affect some short-term solutions through the appropriations process, but that's never long-term. You're not changing the statute per se. You almost have to go into some of these, uh, like FIFRA, like you suggested, and re-examine what, how strict that regulatory regime is and how do we streamline the process. This administration is all about streamlining with regard to regulatory issues, and we've seen it in other areas. There's more from Crawford, including his thoughts on more potential coronavirus relief in this week's AgriPulse Washington Week in Review. Consumer shopping patterns continue to be under the microscope as the country works through the COVID-19 pandemic, and that study is yielding an interesting result. Susan Schwally with the NPD Group says consumers are keeping food on hand. We've been watching people's pantries since the beginning of this, and they people are using the foods. I mean, there is pull-through, but the pantries are still staying highly stocked. So in other words, we're not eating our pantry down. We're replenishing and making sure we keep the pantry up. So there's still a tremendous amount of food out there um, in our homes. She says consumers are also buying more kitchen appliances, with sales up about 75% over a year ago. Sales of bread makers have slowed down, but sandwich makers and waffle irons are up. Finally today, the pandemic has changed the very way some in farm country do business. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. Grain elevators, like everyone else in America, have had to change day-to-day business interactions because of COVID-19, and one general manager says teleworking has been tough. Scott Strickland is general manager for Consolidated Grain and Barge Company along the Illinois River in Hennepin, Illinois. While CGB took a proactive approach on social distancing and sanitation in the workplace, Strickland says teleworking has been a challenge. That's what we've continued to do, and you know I've been really proud of our folks because uh, this has been a very tough piece at work and at home for us all, and uh, just been really proud of the folks that have come to work every day to support this supply chain and maintain the supply, this necessary supply chain 
for for our farmers and for the folks that consume the grain that we produce. He says employees have been working well so far, but not being able to shake a farmer's hand after a grain buy has been a big change. It's a bit awkward because of that, and but again, you know, the other things is when you have face coverings, it's not to be able to see people smile, and so uh, that I tell you, it's just the little things for us. It's not. Uh, Folks have, have done well with the big things. It's just being able to manage the little things. Strickland says he's also been pleased to see Congress taking more interest in fixing the nation's inland waterways. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.